Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130, to Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991, to Boston, Bloomberg 1061, to San Francisco, Bloomberg 960, to the country, Sirius XM Channel 119, and around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app and BloombergRadio.com. This is Bloomberg Markets. This indeed. Hey, it's a new world for Steve Bannon, but is it a new world for the markets? We've got uh, many days of sell-offs here in the S&P 500, although still not terribly too far from the all-time highs, but... Uh, that those sell us on top of this increased volatility, we're going to dig into whether this is indeed a new world to invest in for more than just Steve Bannon. The latest in business news headlines from Charlie Pellet. All right, I thank you very much, Corey Johnson. 29 minutes to go ahead of the close on this Friday. On track for a losing week. Right now we have got the S&P 500 index negative. Down a point at 24.29. Little change, but lower nonetheless. We've got the Dow down 47 now. Close to the low of the day, down two-tenths of one percent. NASDAQ higher by six, up by one-tenth of one percent. So U.S. stocks mixed after the White House announced that Steve Bannon will be leaving his job as chief strategist today. Oil is surging up 3.3%. West Texas Intermediate at 48.65 a barrel. Gold little changed and higher up 70 cents right now to 12.8980. Well, last segment we were talking about Foot Locker, which has plunged 27% after earnings. We are wrapping up a turbulent week for earnings from some of the nation's biggest retailers. T.J. Thornton is head of U.S. product management at Jefferies. He was interviewed today on Bloomberg Television. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, it was a pretty complicated earnings season. Um, we actually went in thinking the bar had been set very low uh, for the quarter, and that turned out to be the case. Uh, we saw uh, companies beat, median company beat uh, by about 12%. That's based on the 40 companies in our soft lines retail basket. But, you know, many of the companies that beat actually didn't go up. And we've got Gap shares. They are higher now by four-tenths of one percent. We also heard from Deere and Company. It tumbled as the world's largest agricultural equipment maker forecasts no improvement in annual sales in the U.S. and Canada, its biggest market. Deer down 5.7%. Recapping S&P lower by a point now. Little change down less than one-tenth of one percent. I'm Charlie Pellet. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Thank you very much, Charlie Pellet. You're listening to Bloomberg Markets on Bloomberg Radio. Is the market on a thin line? Jamie Cox joins us right now as a managing partner at Harris Financial. Jamie, always glad to have you. Um, I was shocked to see the the, uh, the headlines crossing today uh, when Bannon left the White House that the market was reacting. And that was the part that shocked me. Um, what do you think that's, that's all about? Well, I mean, Corey, think about it. This concludes Infrastructure Week. I mean, think about it's really interesting. We were, we started out the week with a lot of uh, bad news regarding. We started out a presidential press conference with him talking about how he's going to get rid of permits, and he yes. ended it by saying protesters didn't have permits <laughs> and how good what a That's good right. thing permits were. So yeah. So, we, so, so basically, the, the I don't think anything really changed with the market. I mean, if you were to look at economic data that came in this week. You know, industrial production was up. We had the the basic Philly Fed and New York Fed were were had, were came in really strong. I don't think there's any issues with the economic circumstances, but definitely the market reacted very violently to the downside yesterday when when there was a when there was a rumor that Gary Cohn would be stepping down and reacted with applause when uh, Steve Bannon was uh, announced that he was leaving the White House. So I think the the point is is that a lot of people realize that Gary Cohn is the Trump agenda on banking and finance and tax reform, and that uh, it's really important that he stay on to be able to get that agenda passed. 
and then, therefore things like building a wall, uh, banning immigration, uh, uh, or slowing down immigration, and uh, making America great again go, what, to the back burner? I don't know if they go to the back burner, but specifically to the wall, I, I hope that what we, because we, you know, we're getting ready to go into the 12 days in September, so the 12 days of Christmas, where we have a debt ceiling debate. And we really don't have that much time to get the, the debt ceiling raised for the U.S. government to operate financially. And I'm hoping that we won't see any wall financing uh, in the in the clean uh, bill, so we don't have to fight that fight right now. So specifically, I think that there's a lot of people that worry that President Trump might want to add that type of funding into uh, into that debt ceiling conversation. But I, I don't think they will now. I think maybe you're starting to see maybe that will go away. But I don't know about the immigration. I think that's something that is yet to play out. But I, I I'm positive on the economy. I'm positive on not just the economy of the United States. I'm actually positive on the economy around the world. I mean, we're kind of in a global synchronized recovery. And President Trump got kind of lucky. He drew four aces on the economy around the world, and he's benefited greatly from it thus far. And if he pays attention, he can actually take it further. But there's more to come on that with tax reform and other things in the U.S. Well, we just had a conversation with our Bloomberg's Matt Townsend, who pointed out that both Target and now the NPD group uh, looking at – uh, President Trump's immigration policy is, at least in, in these two uh, examples, causing Hispanic Americans to not shop as much. Uh, Target saying it was across the board. Uh, uh, the, uh, the NPD group saying specifically in sneaker sales, well, there was a decline in sales to Hispanics. And so that uh, uh, you hurt the results of Foot Locker. And I wonder if this emphasis on immigration, of course, one of the first things the administration tackled when it got into the White House, um, is indeed uh, doing some damage to GDP. Well, it may be. And, and it's really important to recognize that a, a good immigration policy is really important for our economy in the future, I mean, we can't survive as a country or innovate as a country or grow as a country unless we can bring in the best and brightest. So immigration across the board is super important. And I, and I, I think a lot of the immigration policies thus far have been more rhetoric than anything else, but we do have NAFTA negotiations starting up this week. So there's, I, I think what you say is absolutely accurate, but I don't know what the impact will be longer term unless we do something really crazy like shut off immigration to the U.S. permanently, which I don't think can happen. I don't think that's really a reasonable expectation. I think right now people are making the determination that right now they need to be cautious because they don't want to get deported. But I think once we get some type of concrete immigration policy that doesn't just include rhetoric, we'll be able to make that determination more clearly. So, uh, uh there's, there's, there's some corollary to buy the rumor, sell the news, or or no buying during the rumor phase, and maybe buying will return when there actually is some real news. Right. Well, the other thing with uh, with with regard to Foot Locker, let's not forget that Amazon sells some Nike shoes now, and that does have some some impact as well. So we, we it might not be a hundred percent regarding you know Foot Locker specifically, but well, I, po- I hear what you're saying. He, yeah. Well, he was pointing out that the, the Nike com- the Nike partnership with Amazon, while announced, hasn't started yet, but. Uh, it, yeah, it's it's a fast. You know, it, I think it also shows, sort of demonstrates uh, how the economy is is fragile. Well, it, it it is fragile, but remember that that the economy is very large, and retail specifically has had some difficulty. But if you were to look at industrial production and other things that really are leading type indicators, 
I think there's a lot more horsepower and an accelerating economy, not a decelerating one. And when you have housing and other things that are picking up, I think that lifts more boats than the retail story. So uh, I think I, I would, I, if I had to focus on one, I would focus on the larger, bigger picture uh, versus the retail place where it's more complicated to make those conclusions. All right, fine, Jamie. I'll stop obsessing about sneakers. Jamie Cox, Managing Director, and a partner, I should say, at Harris Financial. Uh, thank you very much. Listen to Bloomberg Markets on Bloomberg Radio. Let's get to Nancy Lyons right now. She's got some more of the national news headlines from our 99.1 studios in Washington, D.C. Thanks, Corey. Today is Steve Bannon's last day at the White House. The administration says in an emailed statement the White House Chief of Staff John Kelly and Senior Strategist Bannon have mutually agreed he would be gone after today. The statement goes on to say the administration is, quote, grateful for his service and wish him the best. Bloomberg's executive editor, Craig Gordon. It's a huge win for John Kelly, the uh, new chief of staff to Donald Trump. You know, everyone was watching to see if this four-star Marine uh, general could actually impose some order on the White House. I'm not suggesting he's succeeded in doing that, but I think a lot of people would look at Steve Bannon as a person who brought disorder to the White House. Bannon was the chief executive of Trump's presidential campaign and an architect of his election victory. But recently there had been reports the president thought that Bannon was maybe behind some of the White House leaks. And an aide says Trump was also upset that Bannon took credit for Trump's success in the recent book by Bloomberg Businessweek's Josh Green. The violence in Spain is hitting close to home. We have now received word and confirmed the death of one American citizen in the terrorist attacks in Spain. Uh, amongst those who have been killed. Secretary of State Rex Tillerson says they're still confirming the injuries and deaths of others. Fourteen innocent people have died in the two terror-related attacks. Yesterday's van assault in Barcelona killed 13. An overnight car assault in the resort of Cambriles killed one. Finland's interior minister says security is being stepped up there after stabbings killed at least two people in the western city of Turku. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. 